1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. You ever sit in camp and think to yourself, man, it's so cold. My ears are just burning because they're so cold. I can't think straight. Well, now you don't have to worry about that anymore, guys, because now there's shoe muffs, removable Sherpa soles that come right out of your hiking shoes. Don't let the stink affect how you think. Patented by Carl Mandrioli. What's up, everybody? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who wears a bedazzled buff to prevent COVID over our own Zoom sessions, Carl Mandrioli. Carl, you don't need to wear the buff over the Zoom. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Well said, well said. Wealth of wisdom you are, my friend. Thank you, thank you. So I'll take the buff, the, the bedazzled buff off. It's very bedazzled. With me today is Derek Somerville, a man who thinks cutlery can teleport but not time travel because it's called silverware, not silver when. Too much. That's too much. Mm. Yeah. Too, too long? Too, too, too long, long of that. I mean, I feel yeah. like we're, I think it's more you didn't understand it, but that's I feel, okay. I feel where you're going <laughs> but, you know, you're better than that. Did that take you a while? That took you a while, probably. <laughs> Do you know what this episode's called? I don't. You told me a long time ago. This is a Derek episode for the most part. The the main topic is anyway. And so he's like, let's call this talk to yourself from the future. (laughs) Talk to yourself from the future. (laughs) Which doesn't really make sense. It's kind of beyond your mentality and that's okay. Um, (laughs) You know, it is, you know, I like, I like how you label it a Derek episode. What does that mean exactly? This is your idea. This is your idea. That's some of the, some of those popular episodes have been Derek episodes, and your best title prior to this one was Essentialitis, and so I think this is uh, supplanted that. This is your best. I, title. you know, this is about you know, kind of what have you learned now that you would tell yourself a long time ago, right? But, you know, when we're all done with this, I actually have some things that you may have forgot. So I went huh. into the future, talked to you, and then I took <laughs> it back to your past self, and then we Thank can talk you. about those later if you want. Yeah. I had a different thought actually was oh. when you're talking to your past self I was I'm curious to see how far back like how many decades <laughs> back you're going to go so like when you're envisioning this conversation your former self from years and years and eons ago is mm. that is that former Derek wearing a shirt or mm. a tunic mm. that's a good question that's yeah. a good question just something to think about you know are you wearing pants or trousers I'm more of wearing a, a toga Okay. Well, that's yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't, were they wearing togas 60 years ago? How far back are you going? Depends who you are. People wear them today, you know? I mean, I don't That's really... true. Uh, I do have a Bible verse for, for this one, though. Good. That's it. Good. Hebrews 13.9, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Jesus' unchanging nature provides a measure for all of our conduct. And you know what, Derek? He's immune to the ever-changing culture that we have to navigate. So here's my question to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you think your nature has changed like in the last 20 years or so? Ooh, sadly, probably. Yes. Really? Not, not much. Okay. But yeah, I think it's just a, a maturation issue, you know, like you're getting more and more immature. Mm, Depends on the day, but normally you just grow out of stuff, you know, that you used to do. Right. Cause like, you know, when you're really young, you tend to have like you know like the potty talk and the the potty humor and you've clearly grown to that now right i was just thinking that about you about me yeah it's kind of 50 50 for you well okay. I, you know i think uh I, I think for the most part yeah but you know i think um you know i have to obviously filter out what you say and censor what you say so you know we, we get we get through it though guys we all get through it <laughs> i clearly nonsense, speak okay. basically bible everywhere i go yeah as evidenced by this podcast right exactly before we jump into our tips to our former selves i actually have a couple other chunks to this episode i wanted to add if you're okay with this so we had um it's Mm. been a few episodes but we had a pretty strong reaction to our kang and lands episode and we had like multiple strong reactions that were not even in agreement with each other and so i thought we could share those and kind of react to Mm. those and then let's dig in and we're gonna dig into that we're gonna dig in i've got i actually thought a lot about it to be honest so and then our video's been out for a while, and so we, we've purposely not been talking about it because there's kind of a, a reveal. It's like a mystery video, and I think it's been out long enough now where, you know, we can we can talk about it. So we'll we'll just have a, a recap of some things there. It's about time. Yeah. It's about time. You've wanted to, to say stuff and defend yourself and um, shed, <laughs> I don't shed need... embarrassment. Is that fair? No, really, no. I, I'm not embarrassed at all. Okay. I, I, I'm more embarrassed for you, but we'll, we'll get into that. You're not embarrassed. Like, that's pre- it was a pretty embarrassing video for you. So if you're not embarrassed at all, then that just What's goes it? to your self-confidence and ignorance of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get embarrassed easily, Carl, but uh, you were pushing the envelope. You're definitely, definitely pushing right. the envelope. So we each have three tips to our former selves. Let's start there. So three chunks of the episode, three tips to start with. Uh, you want to go first? You want to go first? You want to go? Okay. You want to right. go first. Yeah. Tip to my former self First one is the sleeping pad is more important mm. than you think. That's it. Well, yeah. That's, Why? That's... What do you mean that's it? Well, maybe you have okay. you have like uh, essays for your former self. No, I uh, you know just uh, I can I can explain right. or if you want to. Let's see. Yeah, no, please elaborate on that. I think that a lot of people, including myself, early on, especially like that's an easy way to to shed weight, right? Because some of those sleeping pads, especially the early ones, years ago, are very heavy for the for the comfortable ones. And so I did. Like I sure. totally was. I sacrificed by by shedding weight, and um, it and not only did it compromise sleep, but it compromised comfort, compromised warmth. I didn't realize like how much of an insulator it was, and so I think I had some pretty rough nights yeah. for years and years just trying to tough it out just to, to have lower weight on the trail. And I do not think it's worth it. So years and years you did this. Now I, I two things. One, I get that maybe initially you're like, you don't understand, like you're going to lose heat. Right. I get right. that. That might be a weird yep. thing. But, but to me, I'm like, I know I'm going backpacking. I know I'm going to sleep in a tent. I know I'm going to sleep on the ground. 
Right. Do I really think that that's going to be comfortable if I'm used to like a plush mattress at my house? Like to me, it's like, yeah, I'm bringing a mattress automatically. Right. But you were like, no, let's forego that and be miserable for a couple of years or what? Uh, I mean, like it was obviously pre-podcast, pre-YouTube. A lot of the, the information was not as readily available when, when I started backpacking. And so if, if you're mocking my naivety from, mm. from those years, I don't, I'm mm. not sure what you're hoping to gain out of this. Cause I, can, I can simply cite the, the stuff that you brought, and it wasn't like you were bringing these <clears throat> items. Oh, no, I brought some horrible stuff. Yeah, so, uh, so you're challenging me, but it, like I didn't really have anybody that I'm learning from. I was just trying to figure it out on my own. But I mean, didn't, as they, you know, as they say in Brazil, like the hips tell the tale, you know, didn't your hips, I mean, weren't they just like so sore every morning? You're like, you wake up, you're, oh, I got to keep, I got to get rid of this right. feeling every day. No, this, like, and this nah. is, and this is where, this kind of goes back to the, to the Bible verse where it's like, you know, does your nature change? Like, hmm. at least for me, you know, I, in my twenties, early to mid twenties, you know, was still trying to make my mark in the world and prove myself, you know, depending upon the relationships you have with your parents and kind of like how that shapes you. Like I, I still felt like I had a lot to prove. And so for me, it was just more like a way to show my, my toughness. And I don't know who I was showing mm. it to other than myself, but to, to prove that I could make it with kind of, you know, minimal comfort. So, so to speak. Cause I, and I, and I get that. I guess I was curious, like how many conversations you had with anybody about like, yeah, that's right. Right. I don't bring a sleeping mat. I mean, if you no. want historical references, like the, ancient spartans didn't even have like furniture in their homes because they were constantly trying to to train themselves to be tough in all circumstances you are you part spartan or is that no i'm just saying that this is that it's not oh, a unique okay. method right. of trying to prove yourself you're, co- you're comparing yourself to a spartan though. i don't know if i don't know i went to michigan state for a year i was a spartan then. i don't know if that's equal okay <laughs> that's fair. All right, I'll let all that right. slide. All right, you really wanted to dig into that <laughs> touché, one. Touche, That one kind of stirred you up a little bit. Uh, you put the bar low. I like it. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's your my first one was? Uh, whoa, 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 my first wait, 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 wait. Before you jump in here, is, are here you gonna go. have one where you're like, "Hey, Derek, at one point in your life, you're gonna encounter an REI sales clerk." <laughs> oh, gee, there we go again. Okay. Talk about beating a dead horse. Okay. okay. Good. Uh, I, one thing I would tell myself like what, 10 years ago maybe is to test out my gear thoroughly before <laughs> going on the trail. 10 years ago? How about like six uh, months five ago? Years ago. Six months <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Even a year ago. Just thoroughly to, uh, some of these re- apply to like a year ago and some of these apply to like, you know. 10 years ago. Oh my gosh. So one of them, because you're always learning, right? So one was obviously the death march, like overpacking, like way too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the, the not, we'll get into the overpacking later, but like just the gear, like, like I didn't understand like how it was going to affect my body after a certain amount, even like two miles or whatever. I didn't really get it. The fanny pack, like what right. am I bringing the fanny pack for? Did I test that out? Did I, did I know that it was going to hurt my back after like, four miles uphill i didn't know that uh, and then the shoes you know the right. shoes i mean uh i can go on and on about the shoes i just think about yeah testing out shoes like when you're testing them out like a year ago by walking around on the carpet in your house versus actually wearing them like outside i mean well i don't have on. carpet so haha okay. yeah you got me on that one Irre- irrelevant but yeah all right no but yeah I th- yeah i mean obviously there's the other gear like the filters and the and the stoves and all these other things but um those are the things that came to my mind. Uh, my second one is this is from this is like probably pre 
Derek, mm. pre-Derek, mm. going backpacking with Derek. So this is like prior to 2005. I think I don't think we've had this issue before or since. I mm-hmm. should say, um, if somebody bails in the middle of a trip for no good reason, yeah. from our, from our standpoint, no good reason, like they're just you know whatever, yeah. like they're like I've had enough. Let's end the trip. Yeah. Um, my advice to my former self would be don't go backpacking with them ever again. I could see why you'd say that. Yeah, we've had people bail for good reasons, but. For no but good for reason. no good reason, yeah, yeah, that because you just it would be hard to go backpacking again and then not know what's going to happen. You're like, well, are they gonna are they gonna do it again? Like, what's what's too? The much? answer is yes, they are going to do it again and probably yeah. multiple times, and they're going to wreck. They're going to be trip wreckers, right? Saboteurs. <laughs> that's that's like the ultimate saboteur right there. Yeah, yeah, that that's a, that's a good one actually. My next one was uh, to increase navigation skills. Just like learn how to read maps earlier. Now, because obviously you're going, I'm going with you and like people who know what they're doing. That's, that's great. And then I, I remember going on a trip or two right. without you guys. And, uh, there was like snow melt all over the ground or snow all over the ground. And I'm like, wow, I don't really, you're, you're guesstimating like where you should turn or how far you should keep going. Oh, for sure. So I think, you know, and that's just a skill to know. Like the, and it's like, you, you know, if you're a beginning backpacker, yeah, you're maybe usually going with people who kind of know what they're doing, but I just think it's a smart thing to get in the habit of like, you know, learning how to read the maps and trusting the map over the trail signs. Because how many times have we talked about you're on the trail and the trail signs are not accurate or it's just it's just sometimes it's like knocked down or it's not there. And, um, you know, Canyonlands. I mean, I don't know what else I need to say. So just in improving your navigation. Okay. Skills. How And how would you do that? You're saying like. Like learn the map sooner, learn the map better. Like how do you? Well, get like get out a map, like get the map, and don't just be like, oh yeah, okay, the like the red line goes over here. We're going here to okay. here, and oh okay, I got it. You know, like don't overestimate your lack of knowledge. Or what am I saying? Like your lack of knowledge should not be. You know, you need to really understand like the topography. Like I know we've talked about it a few times over the years. Like just uh, you know how to read the the. Um, you know, the way that the mountains are going, the topography right. and, and all the terrain changes that you're going to encounter. So I think, so you had, you actually had two really good nuggets of wisdom in there. So one was don't just like, like look beyond the dotted line. Basically, I think is what you're saying, because that's really, that's a, yeah, yeah, that's a good way, to say. which is really smart. Yeah. Um, the other thing you just said, which I think you caught yourself on, but I think is really interesting, is don't overestimate your lack of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded weird. I was like, that doesn't sound right. I don't over. Uh, think on that one for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that, that one definitely screwed up. But again, it's like you know, if you don't get that, because like you could add on or tack on like multiple hours or miles onto your experience. Just because you didn't understand what you were looking right. at. You know what I mean? So um, I think that's just a good skill to know. Yeah. Sooner the better. Sooner and not always better. like depend. And and as we've seen in the past couple of, of experiences with our own group, like having and uh, not understanding how to read that properly can really affect your trip. I don't know how you can, like, I think you can convince yourself to do that. If you could realize the importance, you know, you wanted to do it sooner, obviously, but to convince others to do that, I don't know that you can force right. that upon them. Like you can't you like, can't. Hey guys, we're all going to get out our maps right now. Like I see the, I see the value of, of and yeah. I wanted to do that. You know, you could do that with like, you know, a younger group or if you're, if you're there to teach and stuff, but if it's just like a bunch of buddies going together, right. Right. I don't know that you're going to have that audience. No, you probably so. won't. Uh, my last one, I really regret and we wish we had done this 
more so even in our early days was to mm. take more pictures and videos yeah like just even raw footage of just silly stuff we were doing or just pictures man That's like when one. i when i want to cite things like in videos like hey we did this trail whatever 20 years ago yeah yeah i want to see what that looks like and we don't have that i still regret uh not being like the first time we did red peak pass not having like a camera and I remember, like, you know, our cell phones were, like, you know, flippy junk phones. And I remember right. going back home and, like, man, I really wanted to, like, remember that trip. So I, like, went right. online and was looking for pictures of Red Peak Pass. And right. I couldn't really find anything. I was like, this there's is... Not, even now, there's not... It's not a... You know, it's just, like, a remote, remote area. Yeah. You you can find stuff now, but it's not... There's not a ton of stuff out there. No. It was really disappointing. So I'm, I'm definitely yeah. glad we're doing it now, though. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Last one. What you got? Last one is uh, extra space doesn't mean pack more, Derek. It doesn't mean pack mm. more. The first probably like, how, what, how many years did I have that other backpack? Like eight years? I had my original backpack and I yeah. always had this like subconscious need to like fill it to the top, what, whatever that was. And it was so unnecessary. And probably I, right. I was probably carrying around at least like three to five pounds of extra crud I didn't even need because I know my pack was in the 30s every year and now it's like in the 20s every year and i'm like i don't i didn't need this stuff like why am i bringing it no that's that's smart yeah i I remember just taking like my or trying to take one of my college bible studies on a backpacking trip and it was into sequoia national park and uh and i was trying to convince one of the guys i was like hey we're gonna be filtering water you don't need to pack three (laughs) gallons of water and he's like i have extra space why don't i just throw it in there and i couldn't convince him i'm like you've never been I've been a bunch. This is what I love about backpacking is because it's so true. Like some people have to learn the hard way. Like they're they're oh, not yeah. going to take the advice from the season, you know, experienced hiker. And some dude, that's like yeah, that's like the theme of our next segment of this podcast. Yeah, I mean that's like if <laughs> you want to learn the hard way, bundle up that whole life mentality. Like backpacking is your yeah. is your like trial by fire of that because it's so true. Right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a passing grade on on your three tips. Those are pretty good. Pretty those good. Uh, we weren't grading those, but uh, you know. we weren't. So I also went back into your. Well, you know, I'm gonna save this for the end of the episode. I, I went back and talked to you as well uh, in the past and told you, oh. and told you some things to change about uh, you know how you're doing things. So okay, but we'll we'll bring those up later in the episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, if I could go back in the past in the podcast past and and give you some advice, I would say you don't want to do that. Um, you know. We're, we're season four. Yeah. Uh, crumpling paper improved for season four. But um, the crackling sound of your microphone, we're using the same exact microphone, somehow is um, taking a nosedive. So just, you know what, just something to work on. So, mm-hmm. okay, so let's talk about the the Canyonlands thing. This, yeah. The Canyonlands reaction is kind of interesting because you might think, you know, you you as the like, I didn't go on this trip, Carl, so I'm just, you know, the, the hapless observer who can simply speak into the situation but no you're included in the reaction like as a collective you know uh, part of our group so so you you have to lucky kind of defend, me yeah exactly you have to defend yourself as well so defending myself on a trip i didn't go on i like it it's but it's not just about the one trip it's like it's more just the you know the mentality the, of the right uh, the, the, group the group we have okay okay setup we have i will take the hit Let's so go. i i chose three reactions uh, one of them is an MP3. I wish all of them were MP3s, to be honest. Uh, we got one reaction on Facebook. You, uh, you're going to tackle this one, right? See, do you want me to start then? Do you want me to read the first one? Yeah, go ahead. 
Okay, so this is, I hope I'm not butchering her name. Um, it's very creative either way. I, I want to say it's either a creative version of Tara or I'm going to say Tara. That's mm. how I'm going to say it. Okay. Um, I hope I'm right with the second one. So I'm, I'm going to read part of this and then we can chat about it as we read it, yeah? Let's do it. Okay, so she says, I really enjoy your podcast. This episode, though, I had a strong reaction to. Backpacking can turn life or death pretty fast, and all members of the group need to be carrying the 10 essentials. Mm -hmm. I backpack with my girlfriends, and not one of them would think of showing up without their own stove and map, and we worry about our water sources before we hit the trail. What if Carl's backpack fell over a cliff in the river, and no one else had a stove or a map, and you were miles out? That's about halfway through. I'm going to stop there. So what's your reaction to that initially? So, yeah, um, so she's pretty, I like that she started on a positive note, so thank you for doing that. But this is definitely a critical message, right? So the 10 essentials thing, totally get support for sure. Um, so it's so a thumbs up there. And it sounds like you have a very good group of responsible folks. And I've definitely had those groups in the past. And and that works great, no problems. Um, I definitely agree that, ha- you know, we've talked about the map thing already. The stove, I don't think is one of the 10 essentials. So I'm not sure if she was trying to say that it was or she was just kind of lumping in that people should kind of be self-contained and have their own stove. Right. But the whole like, what if Carl's backpack fell like over a cliff or into a river? Um, I don't know if she's had an experience with that or she's had some background there. I would say that, you know, in all the years, all the trips I've gone, I've gone on some pretty crazy, crazy places too. That has never been a concern or a risk or has ever even come close to happening for me. What about for you? Well, I I mean, I I get what she's saying because I know she probably knows that you, you know, take your backpack off a lot. So maybe somebody (laughs) kicks it over the cliff, which I could see. We have talked about the the knocking of her backpacks for sure. No, um, you know, I think my reaction to this first part is, is, you know, your your good friends, which I think our group currently is, we're all really good friends. They're not always the best listeners, if you will. Okay. And so, you, her group of friends might be like, "Yeah, I see the value of this. I'm going to carry my own ABCD. Right. We're all going to have it." And I mean, I, I will attest and defend Carl on this one because he does a really good job of sending out what's essential, sending out what you need to do, sending out what we don't need to bring multiple times before a trip and people still it's like they didn't even read what was sent you know they just show up and they're like oh i just threw a bunch of stuff in the car figure it out when i get here yep so you can't unfortunately yeah you can't force people to do that but she's not i don't think she's not challenging the group man she's challenging uh me as the leader and making sure that everybody in the group has all the necessary items because what if my backpack falls over the cliff and so let me me talk about that like like crazy scenario falls off the cliff falls into river if we were going off trail for for days like that would be an issue like granted if we're on trail like the way trails are these days like worst case you're gonna come across somebody who can help you out and if you go without a stove you can still cook your meals you can still cold soak heaven forbid if you go without a filter, there's ways to filter water as well. So I, I'm not so, and I'm not carrying all that stuff. We divided it up. That's kind of part of the group gear mentality. But um, right. so the con, I get the concept. But again, like I don't know that that's a, I don't know. Hey, everybody out there, if you've had a situation where you've lost a backpack on a trip, whether it's off a cliff, whether it's 
you know, out the bush plane or whatever, you know, any scenario where you've lost a backpack, please let me know the scenario because I want to hear that story. And that would be a good story. I don't think that's common. Uh, well, let me, let me continue. Let me continue through. So the rest of it, let's read the rest of um, this message. Uh, so she says, best practice is to have the 10 essentials on a day hike. We often bring a stove and dehydrated meal in case we get unexpectedly stuck out on a day hike after dark. I think you should absolutely insist that everyone has to keep them safe. Wait, everyone has to keep them safe or they don't go. We always quiz new people to our group about the gear they have and tell them what they need to be prepared or what they need to get to be prepared or they don't get to come. So, and then she says, I'm shaking my head at these choices as the leader. It is okay to insist that people be smart and prepared. Right. Um, I mean, I've seen you insist that we do things many times. So, but again, you can't like, you can't make somebody, I mean, remember, remember some of our, I don't know how close her friends are to her. Maybe they're all in the same area, but our friends are like states apart. Right. So you can't, you can only insist and encourage and remind so many times but when we eventually get on the airplane or get where we're going not everybody's gonna remember that every time unfortunately i wish they would i think it'd be a lot easier sometimes but it's more yeah it's more just like i mean she's talking about quizzing people so if you're like hey do you have this yes you have this yes you have this yes awesome you're good to go they show up they have none of those things like that those those are the the guys that we go with and um, to their credit, like I've gone with guys who are right, on right, top right. of things, like everybody's on top of things, right? And do we tell those stories on this podcast? The trips where everybody's on point and doing exactly what they're supposed to do? That'd be boring. Yeah. It's it trips are still fun, but definitely there's not there's fewer stories that come out of those those journeys. And so I when you bring characters along right. on your trips, you've got to put up right. with stuff. Now, to her point about leadership. She just simply sounds like a better leader than me, right? Because she's just she's quizzing people. She's making sure everybody has stuff. She's micromanaging them as they might need to be micromanaged. And I am either not good at that or simply unwilling to do that. So I would say that I this is proving that like I can I think I'm a pretty good trip planner. I don't know that I'm a very good leader. So I so if, if that's what where she's challenging me, then I I would agree that she has fair points there in terms of like everybody needs to be self-contained like we've talked about that in in years past like there's a case where that actually is worthwhile but if you're talking about shaving collective Mm. group weight and you know collectively bringing less weight that's one way to do is simply to share gear and and we actually like you know we've had guys go in on gear tents and stoves and stuff and so it's it's kind of hard to go self-contained at this point yeah absolutely so so but good points terry you brought up some good good points and um and yeah, if we were as good at planning and leading as you are, I don't know that this podcast would be around. <laughs> I kind of think, uh, and don't get me wrong, like a, major- a large majority of the trips go off without a hitch. But I mean, yeah. They're, the, yeah, a lot of the stuff we talk about is the ridiculous stuff that we experience or right. encounter. So, um, right. We I, just emphasize the, the stories and stuff. I still want to know about people losing their backpacks, though, because if that's really like a legitimate concern, I, I want to hear her story. Somebody's or- had that happen. Yeah. Some, it's happened to somebody For sure. or it like fell in the river and went down the river you know right I could see that happen so that was so she was critical of me so I accept that and I appreciate the feedback I loved um, it I- <laughs> thank you thank you for criticizing Carl thank you right right so and then we have uh, Yuri who Yuri. Emi- yeah. yeah he emailed me he's from New York I don't, I don't think he's originally from New York as you'll find out 
But um, that's the name he, of my uh, pharmacist, by the way. Yuri. Is it? Okay, yeah. might, might be the same guy. Well, it's a girl. Uh, he's he's critical of the group, of the collective group, including yourself. So he says um, your friends are very lucky to have you taking care of all the planning and all the gear lists. I understand that no one is perfect, but I also have a great understanding of how difficult it is to plan something. A backpacking trip is extremely time-consuming and nerve-wracking as you have to triple-check everything and consider a multitude of situations. Mm. It's also impossible to have a group chat where everyone responds and asks all the questions in advance. Okay, so he starts off by basically saying, you need to appreciate me more. (laughs) Do I? No. Um, Uh, That's not going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yuri, have you spent time with Carl? Are you serious? Yuri, me reading this on on the podcast, I'll probably get some pity text saying, Carl, thanks, thanks for planning the trips. We appreciate it. If we don't say that enough, sorry, but it's like, you know, like a sarcastic thing. So, so I appreciate the thought, and he's looking at things from like the trip planner's perspective. So I appreciate it. Yeah, the group chat's a whole other animal. Like I try to, I've tried to micromanage that. We did that. We did that. Uh, it didn't. No, really. Yeah, it's here's what happens: is I'll ask a question. I need to know the answer. It might just be like a yes or no question. Yeah. And then I'll say, can you please not respond to other people's answers? Because then my original question gets buried and then people right. don't want to go back and find the question. And then before it's too late, like like half the group hasn't responded, right? So right. I'll text and say, please just respond. Don't bury this question. And by doing so, I almost guarantee the question gets buried with ridiculous responses. Yeah. Like one yeah. person will respond like four times in a row to a yes or no question. So th- that tells you the story by itself, right? Well, I mean, that, and that reiterates the point. Like, some of your best friends or good friends are going to be that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you might find seven other guys that are like, they're amazing. They're on point. They answer everything I want. Right. But, like, you just, it's not as fun, maybe. You it's know? not so, as fun. And again, I put up with the junk. It's worth it because I love going with these guys. So, yeah. He goes on to say, let's see, when it comes to the Canyonlands trip, I will be the first to say, none of that is your fault. Yes. Oh, you love hearing that. Yeah, I don't know if that's true, but I like hearing it, though, for sure. Uh, once you plan the trip and send out the gear list and instructions, it's up to the guys and gals to reach out and ask questions or face consequences. So he's saying, mm. like, he's viewing mm. me more as, like, the trip planner, not necessarily the leader. Like, I plan the trip. I put out all the details. If you have any issues, like, ask me beforehand, right? Is that mm. fair? Uh, I think that's fair to a point. Like, I, I would say if if you know the people coming on the trip... Like maybe they've been backpacking, but maybe this is a new type of trip for them. I would I would try to maybe reiterate that right. maybe again. Like, hey, I know you I know you know the backpacking. I know you know how to backpack and all that. But this is going to be a different type of trip with kids. Right. Um, you know, here's some scenarios that might happen. Uh, but but a lot of times you might you know you might, you cannot predict the scenarios that are going to happen, my friend. No no no. Some of some of the ones that happen, no, you can't predict that. Like getting up in the middle of the night and like running back to the car. Like you can't predict that. Yeah. But I'm saying like you're going to have kids. For sure. This is what you might want to anticipate like them carrying their gear and what that's going to be like and things like that. But uh but yeah, like yeah. you can only there's only so many things you can go over because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, like every trip we've ever been on, something kind of unexpected happens that you wouldn't even like I wouldn't even know to ask you or you wouldn't even know to tell me because like some random stuff happens. So that's kind of the nature of the beast of going outdoors is like stuff happens that you cannot plan for. That's part of the fun fun for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that, Derek. Um, Last thing you said is, is I personally think that all of your comrades should definitely thank you for your efforts and start thinking about how they can make it easier for you to do this. 
Wow. We have a f- official Carl fan. This is an official well, Carl fan. I, my question is more, should we start using the word comrades instead of friends? Because mm-hmm. I like that word better. You can try to force it on us, but I don't think we're going to go for it. Okay. I think he's got some... some uh, I think he's originally from Russia, which is the comrade uh, capital of the world. Is that Look right? Look at you. Sherlock yeah. Holmes over here. That's kind of that's kind of true. But anyway, to Jared's credit, Jared recently bought the All Trails app, that service for the year to make things easier. So he did that without me asking. So, so we have guys mm. that do that. It's just that we have, you know, we just have crazy guys that come, crazy characters, and I love them. So there you go. True. Okay. Um, yeah. So that so that was critical of you guys. Now I've got the one that's kind of critical of both of us. Ooh. Okay, I have to weigh in on this, Carl and Derek. It's Jesse from Backcountry Forward. I just listened to a series of unfortunate Canyonland events, and man, can I just say, I'm sure that myself and all the other B&B fam would be happy to sponsor and fund uh, a series of group therapy (laughs) we could even call it an intervention no don't get me wrong we'd obviously expect this these to be recorded and placed on the podcast obviously but seriously there seems to be some dare i say it codependency within this relationship it's like your guys's backpacking groups are this like interconnected web of reliance And it all seems to go and run through one man, the godfather, Carl Mandrioli himself. And like, Carl, I mean, I don't blame you. I see that it seems like at times you're trying to herd like a a herd of cats to go backpacking. But it seems in your attempt to do so, there's also been some like leverages of reliance where they've just learned to rely and count on you and not take responsibility for themselves which i mean guys if i can speak to you then it's like it's time you guys have been backpacking for so long you need to have your own backpacking kit stop sharing gear each guy should be their own backpacker and i mean i think that's just safer in general I used to do the shared backpacking gear and after like the first trip, I was like, I ain't doing this for very long and like started transitioning to being my own solo individual backpacker because then you have everything you need and you what you need is different than what the other guy needs. But if you don't have something, it's your fault and you learn for the next time to be like, oh, I should bring that along. And I mean, Carl, you've managed things to this point. I'm sure you could create like an exhaustive list of everything that each guy needs to get. And like, sure, it might not happen immediately, but let it take over like a year or two and have this point where it's like, okay, next year we're not sharing the cook kit or next year we're not, whatever the case might be. I believe in you guys. And if, if, if this doesn't win you over, if I haven't won you over, think about it this way. If you have your own backpacking kit, you can have your own backpacking tent. And if you have your own backpacking tent, you can eat as much chili mac and beef as you'd like. Need I say more? Independence is freedom, gentlemen. Independence is key. (laughs) Seriously, you guys, loved the last episode. What a joy to listen to. Keep doing what you guys are doing and going on wild adventures. 
um, and sharing the behind the scenes. So that, that was Jesse, who was on our, our show a couple weeks back. Love Jesse. He's always got some insightful stuff. Backcountry Forward is his YouTube channel. Um, so his I think his main takeaway or the takeaway that we should have from this is there's some codependency issues here where people are like his his case is that people are too reliant upon me and I'm making them too reliant upon me with how I've structured the trip. Do you agree with that takeaway? Um, I I don't agree with that, actually. Um, okay. I think that you send out here's here's an example. Okay, you send out the gear list. You say, like, this is what we need to bring. This is what we need to have. This is the kind of trip we're going on. You know, you you do the you do the legwork of getting the permits and doing all that. So that is credit to you for sure. But um, how many times can I, like, read a gear list and be like, okay, this is what I need to bring, and I don't need to bring these things. And, um, you know, I understand, like, the surprises may come. I also have the items that I add in myself be- over the years that I've learned that I like to have. Um, regardless of what you say, pajama pants, I still am going to bring th- certain things, right? So so those are things, you know, I, am I codependent on you because of that? Not really. I mean, like you send out the gear list, but it's, you know, we do that every year as a reminder of things to to group gear. But we, we I don't, I mean, it's there's a lot of times where people, you're very direct, like you need to bring A, B, C, D for yourself, and then people just don't do it. I mean, how many how many ways can you harass somebody right. to do something so yeah and he i think he mm-hmm. later used the phrase enabling when we were kind of like chatting back and forth on your we messaging back and forth so i think that uh i there's probably some truth in in some of this stuff to be honest like you know if you're talking about where right. some of the guys are just kind of like happy to follow along and not right. ever look at the map like you know like there's there's some dependency there like that's what it boils down to so for example like derek if i was said if i said hey Let's get up at like, you know, 7 a.m. Mm. Let's get out of the uh, the camp by 7.30. Let's just get ahead yeah. of everybody for the day. We'll just, you know, we'll just have a day where you and I can just chat, catch up, and uh, and then we'll just kind of meet people at camp. Um, what would happen if we did that? Well, they wouldn't leave probably till what, like 10, 11? Right. What and would happen? And then maybe they get there because I don't, I mean, I, clearly right. as maybe we've later. learned this year, like not, a, not all of them can read the map the way that they need to read the map. So... Some they're gonna get lost, like not all the guys, but some of the guys are gonna get lost. Some might get right? lost, and so this is my yeah. point to Jesse because he's applying the one comment from one of our guys to kind of everybody. Like he's saying, "Hey, there's some codependency issues. You're the godfather." First of all, that's that one person's thing. That is definitely not how I view it. Um, I I don't go on a trip thinking like Carl's got it. We're good to go. You know, I mean, no, you don't. But some of the guys. But that's do, what right? I'm saying. It's like. That's why you take each individual, right? Don't lump me together, Jesse, with all these the crazies. But I'm saying, and and a majority of the guys are very independent. And I'm saying that, you know, that's why I took the initiative. Like, yeah, I want to learn how to read maps better because I see the value in that. I don't want to be. Right. I want to carry my own map. I don't want to be caught off the map or, or, you know, without the guys and not know where I'm going. And, and I've gone on my right. own trips and had that happen too. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's, there, every, we all got our own issues, but I think that, how many ways i mean it's like unless you're just like the most genius person at communicating effectively to every person in the planet like everybody's gonna receive something differently as we've seen on this podcast you know like you've yeah it's hard it's hard to lay it out there when you have derek like derek quality comprehension skills oh boy here we go here we we go (laughs) the one guy who doesn't want to 
listen to your garbage. I know what you're saying. But you know, know what I mean? It's saying. like uh, yeah. you can only knock down so many doors and and make so many phone calls to make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. <laughs> knock down so many doors. You know, but at the bottom line. Do you have everything in the gear list? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Jesse is right. That's in in a sense, aggressive. it's like over yeah. time, over time, yeah, people should be bringing what they what they need yeah. or don't need but you know we still have right. guys bringing like 50 pounds of gear because that's how they pack and that works for them and yeah. I, I would never do that but so so he, like, as i mentioned he used the word enabling i'll give you like i don't want to pick on any of the guys that are not that can't defend themselves i'm gonna pick on you <laughs> well I, I don't know i'll pick on you and i'll pick on the group and then you can tell me you can tell me if this is enabling or not sure all right okay Okay, so he used the word enabling, and I, and this isn't more, this is more, I don't know, it's not really like the, tr- the planning part, but it does go to the, the overall relationship I have with a group. Mm. All right, so I mentioned at least a couple times on the podcast how I had been injured leading up to this trip, which is why I couldn't do the FKT. Mm. I was hobbling. I had three different injuries, right? Mm-hmm. We, we get to the trailhead. I've got a lot of, the, you know, we're sharing the group gear. And uh, I ask you, hey, do you want to carry the the tent poles or part of the tent? And you give me the the passive aggressive, like, I can, like, if you need me to, I guess. Like, clearly does not want to carry the tent. Like, and so, so what I should have done, and my, what I'm thinking now is I should have, if I could tell my former self, I should have been like, Derek, you don't have very much group gear. You do have some. I'm not going to say you've got none. You don't have very much. I have, you know, whatever, seven pounds of group gear. So you need to carry part of the tent. All right, tough it out. What I decided was I was like, Derek clearly doesn't want to carry this. We're not going terribly far. So I guess I'll just, whatever. Like, I don't want to make a big deal about it. So I'll just carry the tent. Mm. Is that an example of me enabling you in, in your yeah. weakness? <laughs> <laughs> you have some great examples. I like that you uh, exaggerated these seven pounds of group gear. No, right no, no. Else. Oh, dude, no. I, I With the camera gear, I had seven pounds. That's not, okay, maybe not that's exaggeration. True. Maybe with the camera gear. Like camera gear plus the tent weight. I don't know how much the tent weighs. Do you consider the camera gear group gear or is that Carl hobby gear? Um, so if it's just for me, like I'm using the camera stuff just for me, then I would I would consider that personal gear. The fact that I'm making a video for everybody to, for everybody to enjoy, I consider that group gear. Mm. Ah, okay. I mean, uh, no, I mean, you could have been more forceful about it. I could have just been like, no, I need you to carry this. Was I? Know? That's not the question. Was I enabling you, yes or no? No, I don't believe so. Okay. That you were enabling me. Right. Um, in April, you're carrying the tent, by the way. Just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. okay. All right. So thanks for the feedback. Appreciate it. And hopefully we respond to, to all points in a humble and honest way. And if we miss anything, please let us know. But mm. last thing, last part of the the meaty part of this episode yeah. is the video, my friend. We got we got a little. Uh, you know, we nobody really watched nobody really watched this video. Yeah. To be honest, we had a we had a few folks. Nobody yeah, watched it. This has been our least po- in terms of like number okay. of views. This has been our least popular video. Or I think our videos are getting less popular as they go, actually, which is kind of interesting. They just don't like to see you be ridiculous, maybe. Which which I, I get. well, there's there's not a lot of crossover between podcasts and the YouTube world, which is totally fine. Just yeah. you know, it just doesn't doesn't exactly translate. I don't know. Like I see some of the other videos people are putting out there. I feel like we we put out a pretty good quality video comparatively. So if you if right. you're interested, check it out. But we're gonna right. we're gonna have some spoilers for sure. Oh, it's a good time. It was a good time. Go ahead and defend yourself about what happened. Def- I don't feel like I need to defend myself. I feel like I need to defend you. 
Okay. You know, here let the me, whole thing is. Do you this. want to make the case? Do you want to make? Do you want to make the case for why you should be defending yourself? I'm sure you have one, but um, here's okay. here's the issue. I, I mean, if you haven't watched, do you want me to tell them what happened? I mean, do you want me to talk about it? Or sure. At this point, it's like whatever. But so Carl's whole thing was like, you know, we get to camp one day, and he pulls out this five pound rock out of his pack, and then he makes his big stink about it. And obviously, I'm going to be the target because that's just the nature of the group. And like, oh, right. it must be Derek, blah, 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 blah. Right. So I knew this was going to happen. So I Not because of that, because you were people would think you were getting revenge on the prank it pulled on you the prior year. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, so yeah. he looks at me and, you know, everybody's like denying it. Now, what I was unaware of is like everybody's aware that Carl did this. Ex- Incorrect. Ex- well, except, I was going to say, A couple except, guys. I think it was Nate and me. You know, the whole time they're denying, denying, denying. And when, in fact, Carl himself put the rock in his own backpack, you know, a quarter. Correct. Was it like a quarter mile outside of when we were actually going to meet up? Yeah. Right. Something like that. So he made this big stink and then goes through the whole trip and everybody's playing the role of like not saying anything. And then he yeah. reveals on the video it was him. So do I feel foolish? Do I feel like I got burned? I mean, not right. really. I really don't feel that okay. way. I mean, I'm sure that you have some weird case of why i should feel like i'm defending myself but right i mean it was a good trick i didn't really feel like here's the thing like if i felt more everybody thought it was me i was being attacked gnarly you know all if i felt more that way Mm. then i probably would have been like great burn but there were a lot of people you know that was very like it wasn't me i don't know i mean it wasn't me it's not like everybody was pointing the finger at me there was a couple but that was expected so you feel like the the cinnamon bears hidden in my pack was a better prank, is what you're saying? I'm saying you were okay. naive to not check that part of your bag, but I didn't care. I was focused so much on my prank, I didn't care exactly. about your measly cinnamon bears. You were prank. focused on yourself, <laughs> and um, I was self-absorbed at that time. There we go. You don't, dude. Do you realize? I got to tell the backstory. Do you realize how hard? Like, it seems like a really simple prank. That prank was so hard to pull off. Why? I don't understand. So that. difficult because of who we have with us. Like, like it was so hard. I'll tell you why you should be more embarrassed in a little bit. But here's here's the scenario. So I so it's getting dark, which is part of the issue. I have to pull it off before it's dark because I want to get good video footage of this. Sure. And so I film myself down by the lake putting the rock in my pack, mm. and I've got two guys there. Mm. One of them is the camera guy. But I also want the other guy to be there for the reaction because the reaction is kind of what makes the prank, right? Right. And and so it's getting dark and these two guys are down by the lake and I just finished wrapping up the, the initial filming of me putting the rock in my pack. And then I tell them, I'm like, hey, we need to go up to the camp right now to just to film this reveal. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, can we, we brought fishing poles. Can we just fish like just a couple casts real quick? And <laughs> Never going to happen. Think of, yeah, think about all the times I've tried to set stuff up for backpacking and how it's been wrecked. Right. I'm like, this is about to get wrecked. And so I said, no, you cannot do that. We're going to have a whole day in camp tomorrow. You have a whole day to fish. Can you please just come up to camp? So I go up to camp and um, I, I set the stage. I set the camera up. I make sure I have my pack next to you as you're mm-hmm. kind of like poking around in the tent. Yeah. So I set the stage which that by itself should is kind of a giveaway, right? Right. Um, and then those guys aren't showing up. Right. And so it's getting dark. It's it's getting darker and darker. And so I don't know if they are fishing or what. If they decide to fish, so this is where I thought you would figure this out. I start yelling at them, like I'm aggressively yelling down at them, like 
come up to camp. And I pretend that like I want the stove so that I can cook. Right. But really I just want them, you know, so I can set up this prank. And it took a long time for them to actually come up. And right. it was really frustrating for me. But I finally get them. And then of course, like we get the shot with you getting the, the reaction. Side note, I never directly accused you of putting the rock in, in the pack. And I never no, I know that. denied. No, I know that. Yeah, and I never denied that, that I did it. So um, I tried to be on the up and up there. Yeah. Uh, but as we're filming this, then this is kind of what was one of the giveaways was one of the guys starts wandering into the frame, like blocking me <laughs> as we're getting the reaction. <laughs> and so I have to make this subtle arm motion like, get out of here. <laughs> Once I saw that, I was like, wait. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah. that was the giveaway was right there. Funny. And one of the and one of our listeners, Mike, actually saw that and figured it out. And yeah. so like months before you had figured it out or watched the video, like he knew that it was me that had done it as a result of that. But then that wasn't the end of the hard part. I had to keep the secret until I released the video, which was months after the trip, and trying mm. to keep the guys from saying anything. At one point, I I, I shouldn't have done this, but I like re- released the raw footage to just a couple of the guys, and I just said, hey, keep this on the down low. And within minutes of emailing that, there was a group text about it. And then, and then, and then the other thing was like I had to delete YouTube comments before you'd seen it because there were also more giveaways there. So yeah, um, it was tough, man. That was hard. That was a lot of legwork for you. Yeah. Uh, a couple, t- couple takeaways from that whole speech uh, monologue. <laughs> uh, that was a monologue. Sorry. Brief response. No one. <laughs> one is like, do you think it's kind of sad that you're yelling at everybody about the stove? And my reaction is just like nothing i'm like yeah that's carl I'm like i'm just gonna keep going through the tent and par for the course that's so far. that was he's, one he's aggressively yelling at people so we can have the stove i'm not shocked i'm not uh startled i'm just like yeah let's just keep moving that's par right. for the course no that's fine but the, i think with that um you know what's funny about that on my side i almost left that area to go do something else i almost went to go I oh wow I was, I think i was gonna go to the bathroom or something I was going to go, it. I was going to do like a number two and I was like, you know what? Nah, just wait a minute. And I, right. if I had done that, everything would have been ruined for sure. Right. So that was one. And then, uh, yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I don't know. I think the reaction, you know, you, you did a lot of legwork for that whole thing, which, which in my mind, I'm like, I'm kind of like, it's on you because you know how ridiculous all of our guys can be and like how it's hard for them to keep right. a secret and how like that was asking a lot for a long period of time. So, I mean, pro- <laughs> props to you for pulling it off. Props to you okay. for pulling it off. But in Thank the end, you. I'm just kind of like, all right. I mean, you still put a five pound rock in your pack for me to get me to. Right. So I was like, I don't know. And it who, worked. You, you gave me the strong reaction. and I don't know who worked. wins there. I mean, you got your reaction. I got you. You know who wins there? Okay. I don't know who I, get, I don't I'm know not even respond to that nonsense. You get five um, more pounds and you get angry. So I enjoyed yeah. that as well. Okay. So. For, for a quarter mile, like just from the lake up to camp. Nice. Worth it. Worth it. I'm going to. Okay. So let's let's talk about you now. So I, I pulled yep. some quotes from the video okay. that, um, that just didn't really make sense. Like. They were just kind of like, you know, you're talking and what you were saying in your mind makes sense. And to me, it was foolishness and nonsense. So I, I want you to explain Quotes this to from me. the video. Here we go. Quotes from the video. Okay. So you revealed like right at the trailhead that you'd put something in my pack. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it turned out to be the cinnamon bear packet. And then, right. and then I was like, my pack's heavy. I'm kind of like trying to set the stage for that rock, you know, the rock prank. So I'm kind of like, but you, but that's not setting the stage. That's just you normally complaining about something. That's probably true. Yeah. So then you're like, you then you defend yourself, and here's what you said: whatever I put in your pack is lighter than the ring on your finger. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
how heavy are the rings that you wear? Like, <laughs> like the, the cinnamon bears package was a quarter pound. That's not a quarter ring on your pound? finger. Yeah. I don't know. No, it is. I, it, it, it was four ounces. That's a quarter All pound. All I can say is, have you seen Carl's hands? They're huge. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. It's, okay. I mean, like, the no ring response. of power would barely fit. That's no response for the nonsense statement there. Okay. Second second statement. No response. Okay. You said this before Check. the trailhead. Before the trailhead, um, we're just kind of hanging out at the truck. We're goofing around. We're, like, throwing pieces of yeah. trash each other's pack, and then we're, like, finding them. We're just kind of being silly. You say, I've already pranked you two times, and you don't even know. It's just sad. You're getting slow. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled off the best prank the year prior to make you carry my food sack, and and that is the reaction you have. You're like, Carl, just he doesn't, he doesn't have it anymore. That was your reaction. These are the reactions I want from you, is for okay. you to do what you did, <laughs> to, flip, to flip out yeah. and freak out and do what yeah. you Incorrect. So, that you you are not. I'm gonna say point that. me. You're not that savvy. Me. I do not agree with that. What? You, what? <laughs> I know you got me good the year before. That was a All great. Right. Tra- that was a great prank. That was this, a good one. This is my this is my favorite quote. This okay. is what, what almost ends the video on this quote. You know, Carl is as expected, as advertised. A lot of hot air, a lot of talk, but he usually follows through. He usually gets the do- the job done. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> makes no sense. He's full of hot air, which means like he's all talk, does not do anything. Um, and then you say he's a lot of talk, just like basically like all like just not, doesn't get the job done. Followed by the statement, he usually follows through and gets the job done. <laughs> you, yeah, I will admit, usually sometimes when I say something like that, I'm like, this sounds really good. Like in my head. And then I'll hear it later and I, I watch that on the video and I'm like, yeah, you can't edit that one out, but whatever. It was pretty Yeah, cool. I think. I think what I got to do is when I interview you for future videos is just I'm like, Derek, I don't have any questions. Just just start talking. And then. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I am glad that I said usually at least. And not always. Yeah, OK. So. That's my Fair only takeaway. Those were my favorite quotes of video and you had all of them. So. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. This this episode, this episode, we, we covered a lot of ground here, but. um, Let's hit some trivia up. Yeah. Right after this. All right, my friend. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. 
Com. I got time travel trail trivia. Wow. That's, that's a 4T alliteration there. Huge. And kind of going back to the main part of our episode, which I think I don't know if that was the main part. I think we ended up spending more time on the other parts, yeah. but that's okay. It's all right. Uh, three questions. Yep. If you had to use one piece of gear from the 90s on all future trips, what would it be? Ooh. Okay. So I, if I had to use it, if I had to, maybe I don't want to, but I yeah. had to. I think I'd... Right. I'd get like a i saw some metal canteens that i thought were pretty sweet i was like these would be pretty dope that's some good designs dude metal canteen like normally now we have like bladders and all these like sports bottles and you know it's lightweight but the metal canteen it's kind of ghetto now and i i think but there were some i'm like yeah i could see myself bringing some of these I think that if my question was if you had to use one piece of gear from World War II, I think that would be a great answer. But from the 90s, dude, like like they had Nalgene bottles back then. You're like, I don't want a Nalgene bottle. Is there anything heavier than a Nalgene bottle? Right. Well, I'm getting I'm getting ghetto. There were some good 90s okay. canteens. Can we haul I mean, yeah, out a kettlebell to drink from? Because like that's just, Nalgene <laughs> and, it's not heavy enough. <laughs> I'll put some rocks at the bottom of it. and um, go <laughs> okay. okay. I'm going to say a uh, bad answer on that one. Incorrect. That's a great answer. <laughs> I could have said Nalgene. That would have been yeah. expected. I was going for the, the MSR like whisper light stove. Those are still around today. and mm. They're a little heavier, but they're fuel efficient. And so I would still use that one if I had to. Safe. That's a safe answer. Uh, my wife Jessica said Nalgene, by the way, on that. So you guys are on the same same train of thinking. Um, okay. Number two, what's the best year to go backpacking? And you and you're saying including, pay attention to crowds and right. technology and the changes. Right, like we have right. the best technology right now, but the right. trails have never been more crowded. Right. Even even go- during COVID, are they more crowded? Would you say? There's they're less crowded than normal, but they're still more crowded than say like the year 1900. Right. Well, yeah. Of course. So. So then you could go year 1900, which has like nobody's out there except for, mm. you know, John Muir and Teddy Roosevelt. Mm. But then you have horrible gear. Yeah, that's a so good point. So what's, what's the best year? My, well, I was going to say 2020, but clearly that's not going to work. So, uh, yeah, 2020, you have people turning away from you, like putting their masks up because they're freaked out from you. That's not, not fun either. Well, it's not fun, but like I have less people on the trail now. Like for me, less people on the trail would still be like, a bajillion people to somebody in 1900, right? But for us, it's like, eh, it's not that bad. So my, my main answer would be 2020 because I think the tech is is what it is and there's not that many people going outside. So mm-hmm. that would be my real answer. But if I couldn't say 2020, which I want to, um, I don't know. I think, you know, would I say like 19, like, I don't know, like 2010, 2005, like 2005 to 2010 where... Maybe technology's not as savvy. You don't have a lot of these like uh, GPS schnazzy apps and right. smartwatches and all these things. Um, people have to rely on the maps a little bit more. So maybe that thins the field out because I, I would I yeah. would imagine like I'm gonna feel a lot safer doing backpacking. Like oh I have the map right on my phone or I have the map right on my watch or, For sure. or whatever. So, so uh, would I you say 2005 2010? I'd say like 2010. That'd be okay. my. I'm going to say correct, my friend. I actually had 2008 as my answer for the same reasons. It's kind of like the happy medium. And you could still show up to Yosemite with a relatively large group and get a permit that day. Yeah, that's a good point, too. And you could get the permits a lot easier. But but again, it's like it's right before kind of like that cusp of like technology is pretty good, but it's not like super amazing. Right. Right. All right. Uh, Final question. Yeah. There's actually a right answer for this one. 
it doesn't seem like there should be, I but I have something very specific in mind. If you could time travel to bring a backpacking-related item back to the future, what would it be? Mm. So I'm supposed to read your mind for this one no, item? No, this, this, this directly relates to you. Uh, well, now I, I, just, I don't even want to answer yeah. with my answer. I just kind of want to hear what you have to say. But Okay, well, I'll tell you. you know, my you, answer you was I, would, I found a... Uh, I know how much you hate and love the, ch- the chairs that we bring on the trip. So I had found this... Um, <laughs> Like a World War II chair? It was like a three-legged wooden chair with a leather seat. <laughs> I'm like, this would drive Carl insane. So, and I thought it would look really comfortable. That's, so I was like, that's that fair. Would, that would be the one I would pick. Okay. What, what, do, you, what did you have? What did you do? <laughs> I like that. That's a, that's a decent answer. Incorrect, yeah. but still decent. Um, <laughs> okay, so here's, here's my thought process on this. Is like anything you could find... Um, a long time ago to bring back to the future, like likely still exists today, right? Or there's a better version of it that exists today, okay. unless okay. it has become obsolete or is no longer available. Mm. And what is it that you really want? Salmon, that's obsolete. Salmon pesto. The salmon pesto. Salmon pesto. That's right. Salmon pesto. That's you would huge. bring back a boatload of those, right? A uh, boatload. A boatload. Those yeah. are so good. So I thought of that because um, I used to like the noon kona colas mm. and i was at rei i don't know like a month or two ago and i saw yeah. they, they actually brought them back and i was like the kona colas back look at you you got maybe, what you want look at yeah that. maybe they can't say, yeah and then i had it and i'm like this isn't as good as i remembered but whatever uh maybe they'll, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll bring back the salmon pesto so just there's hope, hope for so. you there's hope so, hope so so can't pass the time travel trail trivia but uh good good valiant effort yeah got a couple tidbits you got a tid a couple tidbits okay right. uh i we haven't really talked about this yet, but I want to pull off the uh, B&B Radio Show Volume 2. Are you up for mm. that? I think that'd be fun. Okay. I enjoyed the last one. Yeah, it was good. So I think we're going to offer it up to, like the time slots first to, the, to our Patreon supporters. Um, really appreciate you guys. And so if you're available, we don't have a time slot yet, but that's coming out. Hopefully by next week we'll have something. And yeah. um, and then we'll, and then we'll probably still have some remaining time slots. Um, but first pick goes to the the Patreon supporters, and then we'll throw it out to everybody else and see if we're yeah. available. Exactly. Kind of probably probably around the Christmas holiday, not not mm-hmm. on Christmas though, but around the Christmas holiday. If you want to join Patreon, you know we we don't get a lot of Patreon supporters. We could definitely use you. So uh, it's a safe and secure way to to support your favorite content providers, and we give you a lot of extra stuff for joining. So. Yeah, we just had another bonus episode released last weekend back. So, come on down, join yeah. it up. All right, so we'll do it. So we'll we'll set that up. B and B Radio Show Volume Two, um, and then I've got one more MP3 for this episode. Since we talked about our backpacking video, and in the video, Rocky dressed up as Gimli, I have um, a Gimli MP3 for everyone. Carlos of the backpacking and blisters. Thoroughly enjoyed your video. Thanks for including me. I know I have a bit much of a Scottish accent, but it's the new Gimli. And hey, everyone, I must say, I do follow one king, not the king of Gondor, the king of kings, Jesus Christ. And I hope that in 2020, he allows you to see clearly Let's go hunt some fish! Ah! Uh, enough said. 
So, uh, Carl, we will see you next week, my man. And uh, remember, guys, if you push Carl's backpack up a cliff, you're really going to put him to the <laughs> test. We'll see you next week. I want to fly around the world. Uh, so, guys, yeah, I went uh, into the future, talked to Carl about some things and then I, I went back into the past and I was like look past Carl this these are some things you need to be aware of because you're really gonna have some problems if you don't do these things so one thing I told him was like you know there's this whole thing called leave no trace bro and you can't leave drink mix on the trail just don't do it it's gonna cause some problems later you're gonna get har- you're gonna get harassed by your friend Derek about this for years don't do it also have the SAR number on speed dial, you're going to potentially need it for some of your friends. Just have it on speed dial. Save some time. At number three, uh, don't forget the toothbrush because, you know, in like 20 years, your friend Derek's going to have to yank out one of your black teeth because you refused to bring a toothbrush because you wanted to go extreme lightweight. So, FYI. I'm Will Cooper, host of Hunt Stand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Four in the morning, Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.